This is Delicious Matt Bear, and you are listening to Footstuff. You know what I always wondered about those sticks? What? So here's what I'm going to say. First of all... I'm extra gonna, dimensional sticks. They, they are extra. Dim- Where are the bones? Candy. I think it's made of bones. What the fuck is this stick made of? Because the the it's the dip, so hard. The dip is just sugar. Everybody, it's just like Kool Aid without the water. It's just that's all it is. But what yeah. the fuck is the stick? And why can't I get just the stick? I don't want the sugar. I got sugar at home. I got a lot of it. I want the but it's different stick. colors. Can of I sugar. get a sixer of just sticks? Why can't the stick be bigger? Why can't it be shaped like a fucking spoon so you can take the candy out? <laughs> why? That would be good candy spoon. Why can't I get a fucking fudge sickle with instead of a stupid fucking wooden stick that's for poor people? It's a candy fucking stick. <laughs> Well, hey, gang, and welcome to Footstuff Podcast. <laughs> this is episode 119 of the Outdoor Recreation Ooh. Comedy. We are ostensibly yeah. live and recording in Studio 7, just outside of New York State's largest wilderness area. Footstuff Podcast brings you stories of adventure, antics, and activism from around the country. My name is Tyler Rage Against the Mateen SoCash, <laughs> and I'm joined tonight by a Full quorum of the Handsome Men's Club looking for new membership, especially new hands. <laughs> to my Ooh. immediate studio left is Delicious Matt Bear. Shin splinters. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hey. No, I got a lot of bruises. <laughs> In Wade's Lounge. It's Wade Bastion himself. Knee deep knucklehead. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that man from the hospital, the inimitable Jeremy Utz. The dink. The dink. <laughs> the dink. Simple. Not the dink. <laughs> what the fucking dink. <laughs> well, this week, Footstuff Podcast is just coming back together, gang. <laughs> kind of. We're yeah. trying. We are trying. It has been a summer. We hope you're well yeah, for, for our friends. A summer of love, one summer might Summer of love. For those of you who are listening in the bayou... We are, we are hoping you're okay. Like, it's been yeah. devastating down in Louisiana. Yeah. It's been tough along the East Coast with flooding. And if you live out west, what a summer of fires! It was. A, it's been a and really Minnesota and Canada. Yeah, yeah. I saw that the Boundary Waters had to evacuate people, yep. and I don't think that's ever happened there before. Algonquin Provincial Park had some fires what? either in it or near it too. So we've that's had a wild. lot more paddlers coming here this year. Yeah. It's insane. Water's high. The air is smoggy, and we just hope everyone's doing okay. So we're going to bring a little levity to our our world, uh, and we we hope everyone's doing fine. But gosh, I'm curious what everyone's been up to. I don't think I've seen you all together since June. (laughs) Yeah, maybe June. Was it just June? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe before that. Maybe May. Yeah. (laughs) What is this year? June. I don't know if June happened. I feel like I went from May to July really quickly. I don't remember June so much. It's weird that like September is 
Wednesday. Could you wake me? Up? Could you wake me up <laughs> when it's over? Weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sleep. I'm gonna miss the ninety miler. Fuck that. <laughs> Is that coming up. up? Oh yeah, baby. Is that, did you just? Was that Green Day? Yeah, yeah. Was it was. It was a Green Day joke. It was. Day joke. It yeah. was a, honestly, it was a fifty cent joke. But I made it, and yeah. I don't, no, I don't want you to Green take Day it out joke. back there. Wait, what is it? It's a Green Day joke. Oh, I thought that was a 50 cent No, song. he didn't do that cover. No, he didn't. No, you're, no, you've already been did. talking about the lollipops earlier. <laughs> he did the cover of Boulevard of Broken Dreams, I he think. Did. He did. He made a movie out of it. I yeah. would actually love to hear that cover. That'd be great. Actually, it would be great. You know how they cent is still making music, and honestly, I support him. I do. You, you know how they did those Punk Goes Crunk albums? <laughs> they should do Crunk Goes Punk. <laughs> With it, just like Lil John making Green Day hits. <laughs> Who would buy that other than you and your one brother that has the weird name? <laughs> Two brothers, both with weird names. Do they both have weird names? Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, well, wasn't one of their names Ottoman Empire? <laughs> Ottoman Empire and Byzantine Empire. I knew it's it. Like a yeah, very thing. creative. And Nakatomi Plaza. And yeah, Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. Sebastian, that's us. <laughs> Wait, what have you what have you been doing on the the turgid racket river these days? Uh so I Did you actually, ever find the other half of notes. that canoe? Just no, this it's is gone. good. Oh, okay. This is made for TV. Wade held up a scroll, <laughs> like a crumpled scroll, and he's unfurling it unfurl onto it the table. But Japan right sees it, which is unfair. We know it's unfair. But <laughs> Hello, Japan, Japan sees the hey, scroll. Japan. Wade, what what is this? A message? Uh, so this part uh, <laughs> up top is the message for the person who was supposed to cover the outpost last weekend, and then no one covered it. Uh, so what well, were they supposed to put a tarp burnt. over it? Does it have bugs? Why were they going to cover it? Uh, I can't wait till they get camouflage? fifty cent to cover the outpost. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on this piece of what is now scrap paper, I wrote notes for what I've been up to. And I've split it into two sections. Work. It's very dirty. Not the scroll is very dirty. It's not I'm a dirty little like, boy. It looks like it came out of my notebook from like seventh grade. Like it still has the little fringy things attached on the end. I don't know if yeah, you know Yeah, because it doesn't have the perforation. This is a classy <laughs> production, and we use leather-bound notebooks. I have so. not got a leather-bound notebook in the mail yet, so I don't really? know who That's I need true, to contact. Yeah. But, Interns. Um, <laughs> Not there. Uh, so, on the Racket River, which, once again, is like at spring flood stages. The river has been so high all year, and once again, we've just got so much rain that it is, like, close to flooding certain sections of road. Like, it's very high. Wow. Um, so, here are the highlights of what I've done at work for the past month or however long. I broke my axe. Bad. Really, really bad. The handle split into like three separate pieces while I was trying to cut a maple that fell on the carry. So You didn't wow. get injured from that, did you? No, I didn't, but uh, the wow. axe is fucked. So I have a new axe now, so that's fun. Um, I've been uh, upstream from the, the carry up to the lean-tos that are uh, upstream of the racket uh, after Long Lake. Uh, deep Hole Lean-To, uh, Lost Channel Lean-To, and the Deep Hawkins Hole Lean-To lean is probably the best name of a lean-to I've ever <laughs> Guess heard. Guess what I pulled out of the Deep Hole Lean-To. Ooh. Um, wait. This is a family wait. podcast. Um, a whole porcelain toilet. Uh, no, but heavier. Uh, a clawfoot <laughs> bathtub. Uh, eh, might be. Uh, after a dead years. cow. <laughs> I pulled approximately 100 pounds of metal 
from the deep hole lean-to. The deep hole lean-to had a uh, an old camp on the site before the, that land was bought by the state. You can still find some old, uh, like... Uh, accoutrements. Accoutrements and... Um, I'm trying to think of what is it called? The bottom of the house that you pour before a consigliere the... foundation. Oh, foundation. Wait, that's a different kind of like <laughs> old foundations or consigliere's, if that's the <laughs> word you use in your hometown for that. Uh, so old like foundations and stuff out in the out in the back part behind the lean to. But um, a bunch of old scrap metal has just kind of been in and around there, along with like dozens of grill grates that people just yeah. bring and leave there. So Yo, you gotta packed all those out in the boat, uh, which was that was a great day. That was tons of fun. Um <laughs> it was a great day. Yeah. Great day. Uh, that was like a five cent joke. Yeah. yeah that wasn't good. <laughs> this is a professional production. <laughs> so I, I've been up uh, upstream a bunch, uh, and that section of the racket is so nice. I know the downstream section of racket, people paddle all the time, and it's really great. That upstream section is hard to get to because you ha- either have to paddle all of Long Lake or paddle upstream the racket and then go the harder way over the carry to get there. But it's really nice, really remote, really, really great section of river. Um, I have been all the way... Uh, I've cleared all of the blowdown between the Calkins Creek lean-tos, the double lean-tos on the Calkins Creek horse trail, out to the cold river. Four and a half miles, tons of blowdown on it. All of it is now clear. Almost uh, in the middle of the High Peaks Wilderness area. Wow. That's yes. pretty remote, too. Really, really remote There's area. There's going to be like six or seven people in the upcoming years <laughs> who are like, this is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a tree has fallen on it. <laughs> Within the last time I was on it, honestly, I was out today and massive blowdown. Massive blowdown today. (laughs) Uh, So I'm sure there's more blowdown, but I've cleared a bunch. Uh, There were I don't know over a hundred trees down on that trail. Uh, A lot of them small. Some of them big stands of like birch and stuff. That yeah, that's the funny thing about trees. Some of them are big. Some of them aren't big at all. (laughs) Uh, I've moved three box privies, one outhouse. You moved I've an outhouse. fixed one privy, and I built one new outhouse. Wow. Uh, wow. Just in the past, shit. like, three weeks, I, I did all those. Uh, yes, a lot of shit. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's a- um, <laughs> yeah, one of those box privies being at Cold River 4. I moved that outhouse earlier in the season, and I just moved the box privy that's there, too. So um, have fun pooping in the woods, everyone. Um, I have cleaned a bunch of ditches on the horse trail. This has been mostly with the help of groups from Knowles, the National Outdoor Leadership School, and from La Vida, a camp that's been, uh, that is, uh, they've been helping me out. They're based out of Lake Clear. Uh, really nice camp run by Gordon College, and the Knowles groups have all been great as well. I've had a couple groups. They've helped me clear ditches. They've helped me do some trail hardening. Uh, they've, they helped me move all of that metal from the far side of the carry back over uh, to where I can take it out with the boat. Um, a lot of volunteer groups out helping me do great work. Uh, so thank you to all of them. I'm sure none Heck of yeah. them listen to this podcast, but because uh, they're all you know young children, so this is probably inappropriate. But uh, thank you all anyway. Uh, and I have been uh, this week and probably next week as well. I'll be hardening the carry uh, to get ready for the 90 miler because that's coming up. Ooh, explain to our Japanese listeners who are over there in Japan who haven't paddled in the Adirondacks. What is the 90 miler, Wade? The 90 miler is also called the Adirondack Classic. I think it's called. Yes, the Adirondack uh, Canoe yes. Classic. The Adirondack Canoe Classic. That's it. So uh, it is three days of paddling where you race essentially 90 miles uh, through the Adirondacks. You start in Old Forge on day one. Uh, you end 
Great town. Can I interject? Yeah. Fantastic town. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tyler. Highest snowfall in the Adirondacks. I do need your help wow. with this because I have gotten the classic 90 and the race route of the 90 confused. Where does the first day end? Well, nowadays, the, yes. first, the first day ends at Blue Mountain Lake. That's right. Blue makes Mountain it, Lake. Makes it about 35 miles. Mm-hmm. On and, the first day. And then the second day starts at Long Lake. It does start yep. at Long Lake now. The, the the route used to go through Forked Lake. Yeah. No longer does that anymore. I have a feeling it might be because of how dangerous Racket Lake can be if yep. you go along its whole distance. I think that's the longest shoreline, longest measured shoreline of a natural Adirondack Lake is Racket Lake. That Nine, makes sense. 99 it's, miles. Yeah, it's uh, That's crazy. It's a pretty it big crazy. one. Yeah. Lake George is gigantic. It's the queen of American lakes. I know. I always see that sticker on people's cars. And you're like, and I'm well, like oh, what, what kind of procedure did they have? Like, I don't like oh, that. I don't like that sticker. It does right on their bad. car. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. It, you but know what it looks long. like? It's a long. It is it, long. It, yeah. it looks long. like a. Eastern timber rattlesnake that swallowed someone whole. That's what Lake George <laughs> looks like. That's what that sticker looks like. Next time you say, it, I don't oh, think, wow. I don't think the. Yeah, well, okay, okay. <laughs> so the snakes sa- swallow people. It happens often. It does. It does. They if have you to have stretch a out pet their bellies snake, first. Yeah, if you have a pet snake and, and it lays next to you. Any kind of snake, too. It's not cuddling, it's sizing you up <laughs> to make sure it can eat you without dying. Yeah. <laughs> So watch out. Any I saw snake an unidentified snake the other day. I'll get to it. I'll get How to big? it. How big? You wouldn't believe you me if I okay. told you. <laughs> right. You wouldn't believe uh, me. It was at least like that long. <laughs> I thought for the teleprompter. A, I thought uh, it was a viewers, stick. Pretty big. Um, so the second day goes from Long Lake to the Crusher, which is on the Racket River. Uh, and that includes going over the carry uh, that I... Um, uh, responsible for maintaining their racket falls. You know, the Crusher is a really underrated swimming hole. I'm just going to throw that out there. If you ever like driving by and you're like, want to swim? I have yeah. that dock is mad leapable. That, yeah, it's absolutely. mad leapable. Yep, that's it's, a nice, it's a nice swimming spot. And then the third day goes from Upper Saranac. It, it, yeah, I'm there's, not sure. There's, yeah. I believe it's of all. It's about 42 state campgrounds in the Adirondack yeah. Park and Fish Creek oh, Campground. Fish Creek. Yep. Happens to be, I think, the busiest yeah, state maybe one of the I would think too. so, yeah. 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 So it starts at Square Pond in the That's Fish right. Creek Campground up in the yeah. Saranac Lake Wild Forest, Upper Central Adirondack Park, and yeah. it's only about a 25-mile mile paddle to Lake Flower. Yes. And the capital of the Adirondacks and All-America City? It is. All-America. Yeah. All-America City. So uh, the second day is what I... Uh, have the most going on, and uh, people are running across the carry with canoes over their head. Do you have any advice for anyone that pulls up to the the, the canoe carry? Uh, make How sure, can they behave? Make sure you have all your trash with you and don't leave any in the water and walk until you get over the stone staircase, and I'll probably yell at you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I haven't done it yet, but uh, or I haven't been involved in a 90 yet, but the old caretaker who's going to be there helping me out uh, has said it is the worst place to be for the entire race is at this end of the carry that I'll be at. So uh, to anyone racing, hello and sorry in advance. Um, so be- besides work, I've done a couple things for fun. Uh, I paddled South Pond with Sam and Ian. Uh, our friends at Racket River Outfitters. Where is 
Yeah, what, I, it's, it must be to the south, I'm imagining. South Pond is just past Long Lake if you're going towards Indian Lake. Hmm. There is a tiny little pond called South Pond. Along Route 30. Yep. Before you get to Blue Mountain Lake. Yes. Yep, where you can kind of rummage through old material left behind by Noah John Rondeau at the Adirondack Experience. You can kind of get your yeah. hands dirty, get <laughs> so, some, maybe get tetanus, touch an like old to jug. <laughs> so before you get to uh, like Blue Mountain Lake in that area. I had to get a tetanus um, shot. You missed that. You got a tetanus shot? Oh, Didn't I right. talk about yeah. that? Tyler missed it, though. Um, what did you touch? I got a fucking like six yes. inch fishing lure like stabbed into the bottom of my foot. That's a spear. <laughs> it was huge. Yeah, it was it took yeah. a chunk of my foot out. Goddamn Pine Street Rapids. <laughs> Goddamn kids and their fishing. So South Pond. Goddamn kids and their music. <laughs> Goddamn wait in a South Pond. So it's this tiny little pond. Uh, right when you're uh, leaving Long Lake, heading in that direction, it's on the right. Uh, you walk down to the, to the to the waterfront, put in uh, real nice paddle. Uh, hanging out with Sam and Ian is always great. I paddled a uh, one of the boats that you can rent at the Racket River Outfitters, a, a North Star Magic. I think it's like a sixteen foot long solo canoe. It's probably like Whoa. a sixteen thousand dollar boat. Really nice. I'm sure it's at least that expensive, but it was very very it's a nice. really nice brand. Uh, yeah, it was it was a great little pond. Uh, we did some diapy swimming and some bushwhacking around some ponds. It was great. Uh, good little time. Um, and diapy swimming is not when Wade dons uh, adult underwear. Yeah, what is that? What's diapy swimming? It's when you put on a life jacket upside down like a diaper and sit in the water. That is, it is genius. <laughs> it's the best thing. I may I fill have the bathtub when you all go. <laughs> I didn't know and that. Do that. You know, there was one do time it. I put my life jacket on and went to Lonesome Bay and swam like a like a literal mile just in the water, <laughs> and it was really fun. But that sounds better. No, what you got to do is like on a super hot day, get a nice cold beverage, put it in your hand. Well, first put the diapy on, then put the beverage in your hand. Go out. To where you're just floating, Dude, wearing this diaper. Can I put diaper. it in the cup holder when I'm driving? Yes. Okay. Well, the not the diapy, not the life the, jacket. The can. The can. Yeah. Uh, then put the diapy on, can in hand. Just go walk out into the water until you're not walking and swimming, and then just sit there for hours, and mm. you're fine. It's 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 one of the best things to do ever. That's cool. Um, yeah, I uh, I've also been just kind of putzing around, walking through Saranac Lake. Which is nice going through the pines. I saw a young buck in the pines. It was very nice. Uh, at one point, uh, this is probably two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now, I went on our the maiden voyage of the boat that Magnus the Red and I bought, uh, and we went into the St. Regis Canoe Wilderness Area. St. Regis Canoe Wilderness Area? St. Regis. Oh, yeah. Because the, they throw the word canoe in there, which throws me off, but... Um, Beautiful area. I've been in there for day trips, but I've never camped out in there before. Wade, where did you begin? So it was a variation on on the nine carries route, which we weren't really sure if we were going to do when we started. Uh, I'll try and explain this as best as possible. If anyone, if the listeners out there have a map, please pull it out. Uh, and go Unless to you're driving just <laughs> or floating area. in your bathtub. Uh, so we started on... Uh, we, we got kind of a late start on the day we were heading out because we got 
We went to Racket River Outfitters to pick up brand new paddles and a new life jacket. And we got some donuts at the place in uh, Tupper Lake. With the laundromat. At the laundromat. Did you get the maple cream? Oh, yeah, baby. son of a bitch. (laughs) I love those donuts. It's so good. So. Did you do any laundry? Uh, Shit, I left it there. (laughs) I've never done laundry there, but I have eaten the donuts. You got to go for the trifecta. You have to buy native people's gear. You have to get a maple glazed donut. Because there's a thrift store And you have to do your laundry. That's called the Tupper Lake triad, I think. (laughs) (laughs) The old triad. (laughs) Um, So we got a bit of a late start. Probably around 2 o'clock we started on Whole Pond. I love Whole Pond. To get to Whole Pond... You literally have to drive through the golf course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going the wrong direction. <laughs> but Hole Pond is the best pond in the Adirondacks for snorkeling. Hole Pond is really nice. I had never been there before. It is fantastic. It's it big. is flanked by rail trail now. Yes. It's beautiful. It's crystal clear up to maybe like 10 feet deep. Like you, you can like so legit nice. snorkel yeah. it. It's very nice. It was really nice when we got there. Uh, from Hole, we went into Turtle Pond. A uh, short little carry over the railroad tracks there. It's steep into the balls, wilderness area. Though. Yeah, super steep up, super steep down. There's a storm drain I just next it. to the carry. I crawl, you can crawl through it if you believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about bringing the boat through there and decided not to. And there was about a half a foot drop on the other side, which would have destroyed our boat. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't. You can um, do it. If you're brave. But then <laughs> on Turtle Pond, we saw a loon with a young loon teaching it how to fish. The The mama loon was going down, or the parent loon was going down and catching fish, and the baby loon was just watching it. Just like looking in the water and, and watching it. onto the hook and, then and coming throwing up. it out into and then, the water. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> doing all the casting and yep, reeling. Yep. It was great. It was so such a cool little It's a uh, shame someone doesn't saw. teach those things how to fly or walk. <laughs> 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 they do know how to walk. They're just bad at it. Yeah, well, they know how to fly, too, and they're really terrible. Well, I guess they can fly pretty good. It's the taking the off. The taking off. They need it's like hard. four football fields to take <laughs> off somehow. Uh, from Turtle, we went into Slang Pond, tried to camp on Slang for the night. Slang was full up, so we did full uh, slang. about a quarter mile or so into Long Pond, the, the north end of Long Pond, camped at Site 13. Great spot on Site 13. You can swim out a little ways to some rocks that are sticking out of the water just across the way and hang out there. It was a great night. Um, the second day, we started out going from Long Pond to Nelly Pond. Now, oh, this, no. This is a <laughs> 1.6 mile carry. Nope. You do <laughs> no nope. three tenths of a mile, That's and then hiking. you hit a beaver swamp. A beaver swamp. <laughs> yes. The, the log, the, the paddler's guide says at first it was flooded, and then the beaver dam left, and the trail was back again. And now it's and a limnologist like, wet dream. Go on. It is. <laughs> it's awful. So it's a beaver swamp, so it's probably seven feet of mud so you can't stand on the bottom so getting in and out of the boat is really terrible and you probably move your paddle three times to get across this pond it is the tiniest little pond and you can't get around it so we had to load up the boat slightly paddle get across it and then get out again without touching the bottom of the beaver pond at all or else we'd sink into forever into mammoths so (laughs) it gets sad and sink like the horse did and in uh Never-ending story. Exactly. Yeah. And yep. that didn't happen there. So we thought everything is fine and dandy. Got back out. Uh, I was carrying the boat at this time. Maggie had uh, the heavier pack on. And everything was great. And then it's the rest of the 1.3 miles to Nelly. And 
I was thinking at the beginning of the this section, this boat is really nice. I could cover this ground no problem. These carries will be great. We'll get to our first goal was to get to Fish Pond that night. And I was like, oh, we'll be at Fish Pond super quick because this carry is nice and easy and the ground is dry and everything's fantastic. I ended up getting a little far uh, ahead of Magni. Mag. Magnus. Wow. <laughs> I Magni. combined Magnus and Maggie. Yeah, Magni. And I come around a corner and it starts getting a little muddy, which I'm fine with. I'm one who goes straight through the mud because Leave No Trace says you should go straight through the mud. I'm also not one to exaggerate about mud. So when I tell you <laughs> I sank in knee deep in mud with a canoe over my head, that's mammoth I deep. Mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Magnus thought I had fallen face first and the canoe was on top of me. And I was knee-deep in mud with it over my head. Oh, my uh, gosh. This carry... I wish she had gotten a picture of that. That would have been great. This is one of the worst carries, if not the worst carry, I have ever been on in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> because once we got the canoe off my head, got through that mud, and kept going, the mud was just everywhere. And my feet were rubbing all against the, the straps on my chacos. Uh, couldn't get a good stance anywhere. And you're still nowhere near Nelly Pond yet? No. This oh. was probably... I wish he would do a quarter of this trip. <laughs> to maybe a half mile into the carry. Come around another corner. Guess what? Second time. Two times on this carry. Knee deep mud. <laughs> oh, Honestly, man, I don't... I love my fucking sandals. Yeah. I can't do carries and sandals. I learned I should have brought. I got some of those like jazzy ass like water shoes because I can't do I can't do it in sandals. I just can't. My feet slide everywhere. I, that's exactly what happened. I I really should have brought I feel like, like I'm actual twist boots. My ankle. Um, it don't, was insane. Don't you have a foot stuff podcast issued slicker that you wear <laughs> into the wilderness, Wade? My onesie slicker. Yeah. Uh, no, that was out to the dry. Cl- oh fuck. That's what I left in Tupper Lake. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, eventually got through that carry. It was such a terrible experience. Uh, at some point, uh, I think Magnus like pulled something in her shoulder and was really hurting. And my feet were all messed up from all the mud and the straps on my Chacos. Uh, so it was not great. But eventually got to Nelly Pond. Uh, paddled across Nelly Pond maybe five minutes to Kit uh, to the carry over to Kit Fox Pond. Uh, at the beginning of that carry, saw a bullfrog about the size of my fist. Really fucking cool. That's cool. Um, that is cool. And then from Kit Fox, we did probably just over a mile carry into Fish Pond. This is where you can go into Little Long Pond from Kit Fox into Little Long, and then from Little Long into Fish Pond. We just wanted to get to Fish Pond because that was our first choice for spending the night, uh, our second night. Um, got to Fish Pond, went to the lean-to on the south side. And wept. Wept, <laughs> ate some food, looked at the lean-to log. Shout out to Matt Adams, who <laughs> skied out there and wrote in the lean-to log book. Mr. Uh, Adams. Mr. Adams. Um, I, w- I really want to ski out there this winter, by the way. Ski the Fish Pond Truck Road. It's so cool. Anyways, uh, hung out, had lunch there, and... We were either going to camp there and then go out via clamshell the next day, which are two very long, very hard portages, or we were going to go out through to St. Regis Pond, which are two carries uh, uh, from Fish Pond into Ochre and then Ochre into St. Regis. Both of those carries I cut in the spring, and I know they're pretty all right, not too muddy, clear of any trees. So we ended up deciding on doing that. As we left to go towards the carry, who do we see? But once again, 
from Racket River Outfitters, Sam and Ian. <laughs> they came out to Fish Pond because we told them we'd be out there. Uh, we had another snack with them, and then they joined us on the carry to go back. They had started a little clear. Um, so we did the, I wrote it down here, um, mile and a half, I think, from Fish Pond to Ochre. Yeah, mile and a half from Fish Pond to Ochre. You're on an esker this whole time through like this pine stand, kind of open pine stand. Really, really beautiful carry. It is hard, and it was probably 150 degrees out at that mm. point, so very hot. And probably yeah. raining. Yeah, and also <laughs> raining knowing this summer. No, it was pretty clear uh, right then, so it was nice. It was just really hot. Got to Ochre Pond, cool little pond, paddled right across that, and then our final carry of the day it, from Ochre into St. Regis, which was probably like three-quarters of a mile. Uh, we stayed at Site 6 on St. Regis, which is the one with the big rock. If you've ever been on St. Regis Pond, it's across from the lean-to. Really nice spot. Did some more swimming there, hung out, uh, set up camp, started cooking dinner right when it started raining that night. Uh, so cooking dinner in the rain is a very, very fun and depressing thing that I haven't <laughs> done in a while uh, and it's always good to sounds remind like, you. It sounds see. like that summer I was guiding. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to remind me how nice I have it in the outpost. Yeah, you want to go to the stewards? What are you doing <laughs> yeah. this weekend? Um, but Thin spaghetti is real good. <laughs> once, the, once dinner was cooked, the rain had passed through and had a nice night. Uh, overnight, though, was... One of the most intense thunderstorms I've ever been in a tent for. There was probably lightning striking close to, if not on St. Regis Pond itself. Like, lightning and thunder at the same time, feeling the thunder, like, intense. Really, really, really crazy. Literally intense. Intense. Uh, But the hubba hubba stayed nice and dry in there. Shout out to MSR. Awesome tent. Um, then the last day we did uh, from St. Regis into Little Clear, like six tenths of a mile. Little really Clear nice is carry. fucking awesome. And it's Clear, also not little. Little Clear is great. <laughs> uh, they have the the salmon brood there, right? Uh, you can't fish and can't camp on Little Clear because that's where they have the fish the, hatchery. The fish hatchery is right near there, and that's where they raise a lot of their salmon for their like salmon stocking yeah, program. Yeah. We saw. Is that where um, during Christmas time <laughs> the department will send out um, hollow fish to children to hang as a stocking on the fireplace? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 it is actually. I had no idea where that was going. <laughs> uh, five comedy points. Um, so uh, on uh, Little Clear, we saw probably. I think it was like eight or nine adult loons like rafting like their fall behavior before they leave, which was really, really cool. I had never seen that before. Um, and then from Little Clear, it, we, we took out there. I had parked a car there just in case Did we you go had over done Little the longer Green? route. No, I've done that before, and it's I, really nice. Little it, Green is little and green. It's very little, but yeah. you can camp on that one. Yes. Uh, it's so, even got drive-in spots that are pretty nice. So we ended up uh, pulling out there. So a variation on the nine carries. We didn't go into Little Long. We went straight from uh, Fish Pond to Ochre, skipping Mud Pond. And uh, we did a little extra getting into Long. But it was great. Uh, if you do that trip, pack light. We thought we packed light, and we didn't. So pack lighter <laughs> than we did. And bring snowshoes for the carry from Long Pond into <laughs> Nelly, because that's what you need for all of that fucking mud. <laughs> uh. So listen, gang. 
Matt Bear turned 30. Jeremy is recovering from some middle-aged disease. Yes. And <laughs> I have uh, the mini ailments. His of fingers a are numb. Middle-aged man. And I have the secrets of how to find love. But we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to bring you all these things and more around the corner. <laughs> but just just beneath the surface is the trash of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gang, and welcome back to Footstuff Podcast. Matt Bear, you were teased before break. I was. You turned 30 years old and, Lordy, yeah, Lordy. and was violently ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you on immediately my almost died. No, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, the actual birthday was uh, not so great, but. All the other stuff I've been up to was really fun. I've also broken my foot stuff up into two parts, Wade. Ah. There's biking stuff, yeah, and then all the other shit. <laughs> because this summer has been the summer of biking, and damn, I need a bike. Yeah, it's yeah, been man. it's been a lot of fun. Um, but I'll go over some of the other stuff I did before that. Um, I got to check out the Albany Pine Bush for the first time, which is the Pine Bush. Really awesome trail network, um, right in the city of Albany, and oh, cool. There's just miles of trails out there. Really cool, like nature walks and and stuff like that. You think Pockets knows about the Pine Bush? Oh, he for sure knows about the Pine Bush. He's probably hunkered down bush. there right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we Hello. went for a Hello, uh, a nice trail run there, and then there was actually a little storybook walk. That you could do about the opossum and the storm. Oh, that's was, cute. Which was really good. Good story. Highly recommend checking it out. Huh. huh. Yeah, opossum yes. and the storm. <laughs> Real quick, I just went onto the Albany Pine Bush website, which prominently Did has you just the quote Pine Bush. Because <laughs> that's something different. It has the very proud quote in about size 18 font this is my pine bush. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> Then we also checked out another urban park in Albany called Tivoli Lake Preserve, um, which is literally in downtown Albany. Like, you're in the middle of downtown. You wouldn't know that there's a park around here. You park in this tiny little lot, and then you walk up to this kiosk and then down this uh, this gravel path. And then um, there's this huge uh riverway that goes through there that they've reconstructed um tons of interpretive signage is really cool apparently it's the second largest urban park in the state of new york behind central park wow yeah it's got to be pretty good size yeah Yeah. it's it's pretty well that's the thing it to me it did not feel like that because i've walked around central park but it is it's pretty big um and there is also a random naked man in the river. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, so shout out to him. I bet he didn't feel random, Matt Bear. I bet no, he probably felt not. like a, he was just He felt at home. Yeah. <laughs> he felt genuine. He looked at home. Yeah, he, 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 he definitely was. looked at home. <laughs> this is Maybe he was a uh, dip swimming or whatever you call it. Dip swimming? What did you call it? Dipey swim? Dipey no, I think swim. dip swimming happened in Tupper swim. Lake. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call nude but not lewd. Yeah. Just being free out there. Let's see. I also revisited 
Um, the Giants Nubble Trail. Oh, cool! So I, fucking rad. Yeah. So honestly, awesome. Awesome shout job. out to the Nubble. Yeah. It's the it's, it's so way better than Giant. Honestly, it it's one yeah. of the best hikes in the fucking park, and no it's, one goes there. It's mm-hmm. really good. And we we did the loop where you come down the backside and then um come up through to the other side of the wash bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah. which is pretty nice. Yeah. Just a nice. Nice uphill walk through the Fuck, woods I after that. The I've yeah. done it in the winter too, and it's awesome. So that was yeah. really fun. And then I got to um, I got to paddle Franklin Falls Pond. Which oh, I'd I love never Franklin been on Falls. Yeah. I never have either. Really awesome. It's, it's cool out with there. Allison yeah. and friend of the pod Kate Snook. Did you go um, through the rapids? Hello. We did not. No, we just uh, <laughs> we just paddled around. Well, we paddled all the way from the parking area all the way down to the end yeah. and it was great because we were with the wind it oh, was, yeah. was going real <laughs> fast oh yeah, yeah. it was great and we turned around <laughs> <laughs> and i was pretty much almost laying down on my paddleboard to be able to paddle Jesus. against the wind coming back <laughs> it took a while but but it was nice went for a nice swim there i did get to go over to vermont um recently which i will talk about in the biking section a uh. little more but um, part of it well, that wasn't biking is I got to get on the long trail for just a little hike. We ah. went up to um, Sterling Pond, mm. which is just on the it's, it's in Smuggler's Notch, and you get up onto Sterling Mountain, um, yep. which overlooks um, Smuggler's Notch ski ski area. Yep, uh, which was really cool. And we also did a little bit of bouldering in. Smuggler's Notch. Um, oh, cool! Like right through there. That looked that looked amazing. It was really cool. It looked really yeah, good. It actually. was really really fun. Um, it's really funny. All through the notch there, they have these massive like signs that say semi trucks will not fit through here. Turn back now. Your GPS is wrong. <laughs> oh, and wow. we didn't see any, but apparently every year it does happen. Someone yeah. tries to go through and Allison was saying, yeah, they get stuck and then it's like a whole day or two to like get get these trucks I've, out I've of there. I've still never been through there. As it's many times wild. I've been to Vermont. Yeah, I've it's never really been cool. And apparently it's a seasonal road. So yeah. you, they, they close it and then you can ski it in the winter. And oh, cool. It looks like it would be awesome to ski. Wow. Um, really fun. Now we move on to the biking portion, and I'll just mention some of the the places that we that we went. Um, got to check out Mount Anthony in Bennington, Vermont, um, on the Bats Trails. Oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> dear Lord! That's the name of the trail association. Really cool. Um, really fun trails. Where was this Mount Bat? Uh, Mount no, Anthony, bat. but they were the Bats Trails. Oh my <laughs> Mount gosh, bat. Mount Tony. Um, there was an old mansion in the woods, which was pretty cool. Okay. And then mm-hmm. after Occupied like, or otherwise? Uh, we didn't go in. <laughs> Uncle Tony's house. We didn't go in. Um, and uh, there was a basketball court, too, that was uh, just in the middle of the woods overgrown. See, cool. this sounds like some shit from Reddit. I would have went home. I would have just, I would have turned around. No, I there, went home. there were no, there were no stairways to nowhere. Though. I would have went home and watched Bull Burnham and just tried to forget about it. Um, so that was really cool. I did get to check out the hub in Brant Lake for the oh, first time. Yeah, um, great little uh, cafe, mountain bike store down there, and right from there, the owner of the hub also owns this giant piece of property that he's built all of these mountain bike trails on all on private land but they're all free to use and they're awesome really fun probably about eight miles of trails and like a new one just went in like a month ago or they just finished working on a new one that's Uh, really cool uh great views from the top um really really fun though we went over to 
um, Vermont, like I said before, and I got to do my first ever downhill mountain biking, which oh. is great because okay. you don't have to pi- bike uphill. Yeah. It's really cool. You just throw your bike on the lift and then <laughs> ride the chair all the way up. Yep. <laughs> um, so Killington was really, really fun. Uh, we did a whole number of... Um, we started out on a few green trails, who were, which were really fun because it was... It was just easy off the bat, and you could go really fast on them. Mm-hmm. Um, upgraded to some of the blues, which were really fun. Um, went over a couple little jumps. Allison completely exploded her tire on, <laughs> on one of them and had to walk She the has bike. no fear with or, jumps, though. No, no, not no at fear. all. And she goes so fast. She was sending it that one day on yeah. your old bike, yep. and I was afraid for her. Yeah, and so then she took, <laughs> she took her bike to the shop, and... They were like, oh, you need new tires. And he's like, yes. And apparently they hadn't been replaced since she got the bike uh, oh. like six years before. Oh. And so there was like almost zero tread on them. Whoa. Um, but shout out to those folks because they got the bike back up and running. Um, and we went back out there. Did go down a couple of the black trails, which were really fun. Seriously? Yeah. Did I you mean, go like, t- like tech trails or yeah, they flow were, trails? techie trails they were kind of like rocky and um just like we weren't going fast down them or anything like that we didn't we didn't go down this one but we shout out to goat skull which we rode by fucking awesome that was a double black next time that's how you know and then we ended the day on blue magic which jeremy and i were just talking about this earlier it's awesome it's just i think maybe three miles of just berms and tabletops and yeah. like all these jumps yeah. and it was it, it was so cool. i if i cool. ever go back there i don't think i'm gonna ride any other trail there's just no need oh, wow. you just gotta i've go watched just, so many lap like on that pov one. gopro videos of oh, people riding so blue magic yeah. it looks great and then we did get to um spend last week in stowe and did a bunch of riding around there um shout out to vemba the vermont mountain bike association which uh amazing they do a lot of trail work they have um trail work nights all the time and apparently i learned that just over one percent of all vermonters are members which is kind of oh, wow. cool when you think about that. there's that a lot of cool. people in the it's state a of lot Vermont. of people yeah and like yeah a lot of them are part of this awesome organization That's um cool. and so we got to check out some of their trails uh katie hill which was one of my favorites was really fun um a lot of really great flow trails um they had an old ski chair at the top of that one you could just hang out that's and chill on nice and then perry hill which is supposed to be one of the the best places to to bike in vermont yeah i hated it it was it was terrible (laughs) i had I had a very, very bad time biking around there, Um, mostly just because for almost an hour and a half, we just climbed uphill on very rocky terrain, Um, and then it was getting dark, and my pedals were like messing up, and then we just came down, and coming down was fun, Um, but it was also kind of dark, so that was a little sketchy, but (laughs) it wasn't, it was like twilight, Yeah. so um, yeah, but... That was a lot of fun. Then we finished our trip checking out the Little River State Park um, over in Vermont there. And 
really cool. Uh, just a big double track loop that goes around this uh, old farming village. So all the way through this trail system, they have plaques and interpretive signs of all these different um, farm sites that used to be there. There's some there's some ruins and like stone walls, and then there's a, actually a couple of graveyards that you can go see. Oh wow! Uh, like way in the back, which is really cool. And then they had just built, I think last year, um, a really awesome flow trail right in the middle of it. So you kind oh, of shit. go around this big loop, and then once you get to the top of it, um, you just bomb down this this thing and then like fly down this graveled double track all the way back to the car, which was really nice. fun. Yeah. Um, and on the way back, we stopped at Sugarbush Mountain. Sugarbush! For our second round of downhill mountain biking. <laughs> and it was not great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> boo, Sugarbush, uh, boo! boo. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, Let's. I don't know. After going Bad. to uh, after going to Killington, it just wasn't Killington's great. like one of the best. It's yeah, yeah like one of the best yeah. on this side of the this, country. This yeah. was For just. Sure. It was very rocky. A lot of the trails just went straight down the ski slopes. So uh, you're just like finding your way through tall grass on yep. like loose. Oh, that's scree. like a, what do they call that? Like a tick sanctuary. Oh yeah, yeah it, it was a, yeah. A, a yeah tick preserve. Um, <laughs> and on our last run, we were halfway up the chairlift, and it started downpouring. Uh, and we as got it does. and we yeah. got to the top, and then it started thundering. And uh, so they were like, "We're shutting down," and we're like, "Okay." And we weren't able to ride the lift back down. So, so you we, had to go down like an open like trail yeah, exactly. on a thing made of metal <laughs> in right. a thunderstorm no, luckily, on a mountain. <laughs> luckily, they had left the door to the, one of the lodges up there open. So we just sat in there for about a half an hour oh, while it nice. rained sideways. I thought maybe they gave you a complimentary wooden bicycle to ride down. That, that would have been real nice. Um, no, but then we did make our way slowly down. Um, and, wooden bicycle and, and a rubber back. hat. <laughs> And it, yeah, it was a great, a great birthday trip. Nice, a combined birthday trip. Yeah. yeah, Jeremy Utz, what have you been doing? Oh my gosh, not nearly as many things as the other two people who went before me. Um, this is not going to really be broken down like Matt's fancy list because um, I didn't really do that much. So. After And actually, I had to go back and think of what I talked about on the last show. So if any of this I talked about on the last episode, just repeatedly punch your dashboard without <laughs> setting off the airbag during this segment. Um, I've been going swimming in Lake Colby, which is probably how I got some of my ailments. Um, I like Are you to- drinking that water? Well, not straight. I like I mix water from Lake Colby with just Saranac Lake tap water, and a little bit of Lake Flower just to be safe, and some sugar, of course, because I like sugar in my water. Sugar. Um, so water, I, I like water. to walk out on that causeway. You know, they rip the they rip the tracks out or whatever. Yeah. If didn't you, we do that? Was that something that we did? Technically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> technically, yes. No one's thanking us, but we did. But we did. Um, I like to walk out there. And we'll go take credit swimming for it. And. Uh, it's really fucking nice. Nobody ever goes out there. It's not... The surface isn't, like, smooth enough, I would say. I wouldn't ride my bike out there. There's still a lot of, like, glass, and it's kind of rough. <laughs> but to just walk out, it's really nice. You can swim in Lake Colby right there, and where you kind of walk in, like, is thick gravel, and it just... It gets really deep, like, immediately, so it's a really good swimming Great hole. place for a, your next baptism. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Yeah. Hey, that's... 
pretty cool. I might do that tomorrow. Um, I need baptism. So I've been swimming out there. <laughs> I went swimming in Ampersand Bay. Have you guys ever done that? Yeah, heck yeah. Ampersand Bay. Yep. This is on Lower Saranac. Yeah, Lake. so like you just park. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah I'm not yeah, blowing yeah, yeah. it up. Okay. Everybody knows yeah. this is a trail. But you park yeah. like you're going to hike Ampersand and you just go the other way. Oh yeah! Instead of going oh, across, oh, oh that's that's Middle Saranac. Yeah, Middle Saranac. Instead of going up yeah. the mountain, across the road, and up the mountain, you yeah, just, yeah, yeah. There's that a is marked... one of the greatest swimming beaches. Oh my absolutely. god! It's there's so an nice. actual beach. Yeah. You have views of the mountains. Yeah, like it's, it's so great. There. The water the weekend, is clear. Yeah, on the weekend it's tough. To it's get a, a spot, sandy beach. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Oh, I've never been. There. I was going to say that's way better than Ampersand Bay. Ampersand Bay is not just full of kelp. Is that not Ampersand Bay? I don't know if that's also called ampersand, but I so I that's know that spot trick. on Middle Saranac as the Dipey Beach because that is what Sam and Ian call it. <laughs> I call <laughs> that ampersand bay because you park where ampersand yeah. is. Hmm. I know there's an ampersand if bay on Lower Saranac, but yeah. But, I, but also, gmail.com. I think ampersand bay oh, yeah. is like across from Dewey. Like if you ride down that road past the place yes. where they're doing the top secret research about uh, other dimensions and when you get to the end and you just ride straight off the road into the water and get strangled by yeah, lots of aquatic grasses um, <laughs> so that's a different place that I don't go swimming but this other place, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Sick. It's so um, nice. It's a tourist trap too so if you're yeah. local, just go like on the weeknight I didn't really see anybody out there yeah. but, so I've been doing that and that's pretty cool and right after the last podcast i talked about on the left uh, i I talked about (laughs) climbing some slides with wade yeah and we tried to climb that one on white face face. and we didn't even find it and it's it it sucked it doesn't exist i felt really defeated so i had an afternoon um the day before we got probably 30 or 40 inches of rain and it was gonna (laughs) rain again at any moment so i drove to (laughs) I drove to Lake Placid, and I was going to like, man, I have this really small window, and I'm going to climb Kilburn Mountain. I'm going to go bushwhacking alone, and hopefully it goes well. In all the water. Yeah, and I was like, it's going to be wet. I knew it would be wet. (laughs) So I brought a rain jacket, Okay, and uh, I brought my climbing shoes because I thought it might be wet. Yep. So I jogged the whole time I ran out there, and I I found the slide, which is... Actually, right when you find it, it's actually really intimidating because it is just like a solid wall. Um, And it was just, man, it was so wet. There was water just like running off of it, like cascading (laughs) off the front of it. And I ended up kind of picking a little, like the obvious way to go up it was super wet and slimy. The second most obvious way to go up it was like also like kind of wet. So I, I made it up that head wall, and it was really sketchy. And then after that, it kind of flattened out. So And then it was great, and I was just kind of walking up and uh, kind of dodging. The rock on that slide is just like the rock that's on, like, Allen. It's kind of that reddish oh. color. Mm. So when it's wet, it's mad slick. Did you bring your spikes? I didn't. Um, I did bring a mountaineering axe. Oh, good. No, I'm just kidding. That's what you really need for Alan in the yeah. summer. What you really need for axe. Alan is like one those VR goggles that you could do it from your house and not go at all and yeah. just like look at a video of it. Um, <laughs> so I kept going and I picked my way up a while. Um, it's one of the only slides I've ever been on that doesn't have uh, Karens on it. You know, oh, like wow. most yeah. most of the time, you always see those on slides. Like yeah. people put them in there, I, and you use them. They're yep. good. I didn't really see any, which was I thought was cool. Yeah. It's a little overgrown. It reminded me a lot of Cooper Kiln slide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got to 
the second head wall, which looked mad gangster. From a distance, I was like, oh, I was so jazzed. I put my climbing shoes on and I got up to it and it was so wet. Yeah. And I was by myself and I was like, eh, I'm, you know, know, being alone. So I turned around. I didn't Uh, go up it. It was still a cool day. That's a smart choice. I was a little bummed that I didn't make it, though, if I'm being honest. And that fueled my next adventure. I was thinking like, man, I've had such like kind of weird luck with slide climbing. I wanted to climb slides this summer. We didn't make it to the top of Cooper Kiln. I didn't find the white face slide. And Kilburn was fun, but it was also a bust. I was only on just the lower section. So a long time ago, when I worked at JBL, in the afternoons, I would go and do all of like the, the leg work for finding all the slides on the Great Range. I would go mm-hmm. out, find where the entrances were, and then kind of map it out. That way, if I ever wanted to do it, I could. And I had done all the legwork for Saddleback like three years ago uh, to climb back in the saddle. Oh, and I was like, oh, cool. man, I bet I could go. Beans was a little under the weather. She had shingles. She's a roofer. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy because she's also a barista. Um, so Part-time job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Slinging shingles. We got to the garden at 6 a.m. and the fucking lot was full but she was just dropping me off so it wasn't a big deal um at 6 a.m. the lot was full but it was a saturday yeah so i um i had a really really light setup for the day that i'm going to talk about a little bit later i have just a small gear uh segment i'm going to talk about later but I so I kind of like slow ran fast jog to JBL and I said hi to um, the known liar and and Caro, which was great. Um, And then from there, started heading over towards Saddleback. And uh, the entrance to the slide that I had originally like baited out a long time ago, I actually didn't take. I, I decided to be risky. And I, I tried a different one, and I, it was a good decision. And I started heading up right where I entered the, like, quote-unquote slide. It was still more of a quote-unquote brook, which is always yeah. a really weird place to be. It's like r- rocks the size of my car with water trapped in the middle and <laughs> yeah. clouds of bugs. And it's like, yeah, this is great. I am so happy that it's like seven. 15 or something in the morning and this is what i've chosen to do (laughs) as a 35 year old man and then once you get past that the slide gets it starts to get better and you can kind of it's like it reminds me of benny's you can kind of see that a certain point it's going to make a little turn and a certain point it's going to get spicy it looked a little spicy i was kind of like ooh, (laughs) ooh. um so i was just Made a beeline. I had a bunch of snacks in my vest, so I didn't really stop for eating. I was eating and running at the same time. And then there's a certain point on that slide when it goes from being like, man, this is really pretty. You go from like taking pictures to you get to a spot where it immediately becomes much more serious. Um, I still wouldn't say that it's like technical or it's not really that challenging, but it does get to a point where it's like you might not take so many pictures. You might... Like, I put my poles away. I was alone, so I wore a helmet and climbing shoes. Um, it was also a Saturday, and you never know when someone's going to, like, chuck rocks over the side of the Great Range or something. Yeah. Um, and I climbed up, and I from my beta that I had, it seemed like most people went around the head wall to the left, and that from the top left of the slide is where there was a trail, like a herd path that led to the 
trail on Saddleback. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do that. The head wall was gangster, so I went straight up it and over <laughs> it, and it was awesome, and then sat on top of it. And then I made it to the top of the slide and then realized that there is no herd path where I am. It's like 40 feet to my left, and I would have to then like do this long traverse on this slab with the entirety of the slide beneath me. <laughs> Those are called consequences. And I was like, oh, yeah, and I was like, also where I'm standing, I don't feel confident in taking off my climbing shoes and putting on my socks and my running shoes. I'm Jeez. like, there's no fucking way. So I then proceeded to bushwhack for 11 extremely intense minutes <laughs> in climbing shoes <laughs> through the Krumholtz where I said words that only Alex Jones has ever said. <laughs> and then I found a trail that kind of ran left and right. And I, when I say trail, I mean I could just tell that someone else had been there. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, like... I guess I should go to the left. Probably Kevin McKenzie. Probably. Yeah. Shout out. So I went to the left and it hooked up with a herd path and I you know, several minutes go by and at this point my adrenaline was kind of spiking, so I was still wearing the climbing shoes and uh walked out on the summit of saddleback. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, and I was alone. There was nobody nice. else up there. The wind was blowing like forty miles an hour, so all of the sweat instantly turned to like chills on my <laughs> body. <Hypothermia. laughs> yeah. So I sat down uh, barefooted on the summit for a while, which is great. And then I descended the normal way, like down um, towards the tra- Gothic. Yeah, down that towards way? like yep. that saddle between the two. And then the or- oh, cool, and the big old ladder. Yeah. yeah, I went down like all the stairs and all yeah, that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. What's really cool though is that from the top of the stairs, the famous staircase there, all of them from the very top. If you look over, you can see just that spicy section of it and looking at it i was like god damn it it it's mm-hmm. pretty spicy it was fun yeah so i went all the way back down um and i went over to jbl and filled up my water again and man what a cool day yeah That's and then awesome. ran back yeah. to the parking yeah. lot and i think it was like eleven thirty. wow whoa that's awesome um, yeah. Which was great. And then after that, I laid in a dark room and watched YouTube for like 16 consecutive hours. And I think I have a stigmatism in my eye now. <laughs> um, also, Beans and I went on a trip together um, to New Hampshire, which was really fun and a little fraught. Uh, we had this idea of doing a two-day trip and... Between the two days, we were going to do Madison and Adams and then Jefferson on the last day because there's a really short trail that goes up Jefferson. But as the time got closer, we realized that the second day, it was going to pour fucking rain. So we only had Mm -hmm. one day, and we were kind of tossing around the idea of doing the three peaks in a day. And whenever you're planning a trip to the presidential range, the mileage is something that it's not the same as when you're, like, hiking the Saranac 6. Like, a mile in the alpine zone of the presidential range is absolutely fucking horrifying. It's just a <laughs> boulder field that will take, like, four hours to traverse. But, at any, but you know, whatever. Beans had the idea to do one of the trails from the Terrifying 25, the Caps Ridge Trail on Jefferson. So that our plan was to do an out and back for Jefferson, Adams, and Madison. And at the time, having never been there, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, bruh. The round trip was only like, I don't know, like 12 miles. I was like, fuck, you know, I just did this like, run in the woods where I was climbing and shit. And like, fuck that. So we go. 
And uh, shout out Jefferson Campground. If you're peak bagging in the whites, Jefferson Campground, $30 a night. The tent sites are wilderness, so they're like treed in. Yeah. I mean, for 30 bucks, dude. It's great. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. You can even do your laundry there. And you can check in at any time of the night. So we check in, wake up the next morning, mad early, head over to Caps Ridge. It's dark. The road that leads to Caps Ridge defeated the Honda in about... Um, it's it's not been the same, the same since. Uh oh! It makes a weird sound now. It the Honda does not like to go uphill. It's from <laughs> Dayton, Ohio. So the Caps Ridge Trail is on the terrifying twenty five list. If you don't know what that is, it's just a list of trails in the White Mountains that have like exposure or they have like steep sections, wonky rocky, ladders. Rocky, yeah. It's like if it was in the Adirondacks, like trails that like the Gothics trail would be on there. Yeah. Like that, that uh, saddleback cliffs, it's trails like that. And it's no technical climbing or anything like that. It's just shit that makes you kind of go, Ooh. Um, and Ooh. Caps Ridge definitely did not disappoint. It's 2.1 miles to the summit of a really big mountain. I think the, the patch trail. for that is a stick figure falling off a mountain. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty awesome. Caps Ridge is one of the best trails I've ever hiked in my entire life. Imagine doing the Saddleback Cliffs for like a mile. Oh, sad. It's just cool. like that's none cool. of it, none of it is hard. None of it is even remotely technical. I wore my like ultra running shoes for it. I yeah. had hiking poles in my hand like kind of negotiating with one. There was there was like one or two sections where the exposure is like if you fell, you could fall up to like 50 feet or something like that. Yeah. But at no point was it like, you know, I don't know. It was super fun. And we, Beans crushed it on that. And she's afraid of heights. Nice. So we made Heck it to yeah. Jefferson. Cool. The summit was really small. It's a Saturday in New Hampshire. So there's a lot of people there. We kind of kept it moving. And we went kind of to the other side and took a little break. And that was at, that was the first moment that I could see the physical distance between <laughs> Jefferson and Adams is like the difference between New York and Vermont. It would be like walking down to Lake Champlain, swimming across to the other side. It is a fucking crazy, crazy... I mean, it's not even a coal. I mean, it's technically called the Edmonds Coal, but it is just so fucking big. And you can see that it is made of nothing but skateboard-sized boulders that are stacked every which way. And I was like, we're not going to fucking make it to Madison. There's no fucking way. Not a chance in hell. So we descended, and it took a long time. When you're descending, like, the tops of those mountains are just huge rock piles. So, like, at any moment, a a momentary lapse in judgment is a a broken fucking leg. So it takes a while. Edmunds Cole is mad gnarly and awesome. We stopped to take a ton of pictures, and then we started heading up the other side, and I found some mud. I did oh, find yeah. some mud. Um, That's rare. It yeah, was right beneath there. the boulder field on the other side. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, we eventually made our way up, and you kind of make it to this little coal. There's, like, uh, there's Mount... There's Mount Adams, and then there's, like, some fuckery mountain right there that no one goes to called, like... Quigley or something. Um, <laughs> we didn't go there. We went to Adams, and it is hands down the coolest summit I've ever sat on. The summit of Adams oh, cool. is so fucking awesome. It's so fucking steep on the side when you're sitting on top of this big boulder and your legs are dangling, and it just drops 
all the way the fuck down. And you can see Star Lake and you can see little old Madison over there. And we, yeah, at that moment, uh, called it and turned around and started heading back. And the cool thing about the presidential range and a lot of the ranges in the whites is that they build trails to help you traverse open summits in case of thunderstorms or whatever fucking reason. Yeah. So we decided to take these trails that bypassed the summits Mm -hmm. thinking it would be quicker even though the mileage was a little bit longer. And we actually descended another trail on the terrifying 25 that I didn't know it was (laughs) on there until we got back to the campsite. It's called the Castles Trail. And it is just like a ridge trail where you essentially descend over the Beckhorn like six times (laughs) before reaching this other trail that we thought was called the Dink because the sign was fucked up. It's actually called the Link. And and I think that like an avalanche washed it out like 50 years ago. It was the worst trail I've ever hiked in my life. It was crazy beautiful. It had waterfalls. Um, And yeah, we I mean, we literally started this like 12-mile hike at like, I don't know, like five in the morning, and yeah. we got back at to the Jefferson campground at almost ten o'clock at night. Jesus, Whoa, man, absolutely fucking wow. destroyed. Um, I wore like shorts and an alpine hoodie, tall socks, and I put sunscreen on what I thought was every known crevice of my fucking body except the backs of my legs. Oh, jeez, and I had the craziest peeling sunburn on just the back of my fucking calves. Ugh. It was crazy. The next day, it poured fucking rain, so we, we just checked out and went home and yeah. spent the rest of the day at home just, like, chilling. And it, dude, honestly, absolutely amazing. Um, it was so amazing that I randomly had some days off from work two in a row, uh, like, midweek, and Beans had to work. So I was like, man... I started scheming, right? <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm going to go back. Um, so I just went, I got another site at Jefferson Campground, and I went back alone. And I was like, I just, I don't know. It didn't sit right that we didn't do Madison, because the view of Madison from Adams is mad gnarly looking. There's like, yeah. there's the there's the lake, and there's a, apparently there's a hut over there. Then there's this mountain, and I was like, Fuck, man. And there's another trail from that terrifying 25 list that goes up the Madison Gulf, called the Madison Gulf Trail. So I started scheming. I went to the Jefferson campground, stayed the night. Um, I had a lot of trouble sleeping that night for whatever reason. I'm not good at pitching a tent. I always put it somewhere that's like obviously very slanted in an uncomfortable way, and then I figure it out. And then <laughs> that one time you it. did get a good view of the stars, and we were like... I under, almost under slept tree, pretty good. If it wouldn't have been for like the like two liquid pounds of red curry in my stomach, I probably would have slept well. Um, so I didn't sleep super great, and I I knew that I couldn't sleep, so I just got up and went hiking instead of just like laying in my tent. So I got up at like two forty five, <laughs> made breakfast, Jeez. drove over there. Yeah, and right as soon as I get there. I realized that I had chosen the only fucking parking lot in New Hampshire that charges money to camp to park at. Like Is that all, Appalachia? Do they charge there? Oh, I don't know. What's the one you're talking about? Lincoln uh, it's Woods? a great golf wilderness. Oh, okay. No. Um, which is cool. I'm not. Ma- I'm not talking shit. It goes to like uh, maintaining the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So that's that's cool. But because of that reason, there were there was nobody there. Um, so. 
I got there. It was I, also 2.45 in the morning. Right? Well, at this point, it was probably like 3.30. Okay. And I spent the next, like, 40 minutes combing the CRV for change. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I only had, like, I don't ever have any money because of my life decisions. So, <laughs> yeah, I ended up paying with, like, pennies, nickels, dimes, uh, like, one of those golden dollars. Uh, I almost put some euros in there because I randomly have euros in my car. I didn't. I paid with all U.S. currency. I made the five dollars it just took me a long time to find it um so i was a little behind so i ran the first like 1.6 miles which was a mistake because i wasn't wearing like a running vest i was wearing like a 38 liter hiking pack because i was alone (laughs) so it was a huge mistake i started to feel like shit um so i kind of slowed down and the trail through the great golf is man it's what you think of when you think of hiking in new hampshire no mud really nicely made not too wide, not too narrow, just like perfect, you know, like just perfect for woods travel. And then you kind of like start to get these views of Madison through the trees. Really fucking cool. And it starts to go up. And at that point, I kind of crossed a junction and I was on the Madison Golf Trail and I knew I had 2.6 miles until it like the trail ends right in the Alpine Zone. So I had about 2.6 miles of uphill to go. And I knew that it was going to gain like massive elevation. I'd only been hiking on flat. So for like 1.8 miles, it's like a slow, sludgy uphill trek. It's not steep. There's nothing to look at. There's no stairs or anything. It's just like dirt because no one uses it very much. It was not very nice. And then you get to the part where it is steep. And I was imagining because it's on this list and I've other trails I've hiked on that list, some of them with you, Tyler, they're very exposed. They're very scrambly. They're very fun. They're the kind of thing I like. And this trail was none of those things. It was just <laughs> brookwhacking <laughs> on slip, slippery rocks. It was like insanely fucking steep, but at no point was it exposed or were there views or was there scrambling. It was just really steep with like kitchen table sized boulders for like damn near two miles and then all of a sudden you pop out on top of this thing called the parapet there was a cool waterfall though you come out on top of the parapet and you're in the alpine zone and you get this really cool view of you know mount adams and the lesser peak star lake everything is right there and there was no one there i was the only person this huge fucking alpine zone and it's like not it's not sunrise it's a little bit after I'm the only person there. Like, I mean, there could have been other people. I couldn't see anybody, though. I was the only person. Every time I've been to the presidential range, there's always mad people. It's a big draw, but nobody there. Wow. Nice. That's really cool. So fucking cool, man. I walked over to Star Lake, which looks better from above than it does when you're standing next to it. It's kind of <laughs> just a mud puddle, but whatever. Uh, it was cool. Alpine Lake. And then I walked over towards the hut where I saw my first people of the day. There was a couple people outside like doing yoga, and I saw like uh, someone who worked there who was outside. And then from the hut to the summit was like a half mile. You think they were also a known liar? I would assume to work at a backcountry yeah. lodge, you have to be known as a liar in <laughs> <Yeah>. some circles. <laughs> yep. Um, I can vouch for that. The half mile up to the summit goes by super quick. The summit was also really small. And like for the summit of such a big mountain, the summit felt really narrow. Nobody up there, just me. Uh, I saw like five hawks who were e- either fighting or reproducing. Either way, it was... Very cool. It was like an aerial <laughs> dance above the mountain. That was cool. I sat on the summit for like 
the standard solo Jeremy amount, like eight or nine minutes. And then I started down the Osgood Ridge. And as soon as I saw this Osgood Ridge, I know I knew that I picked the wrong trail to go up because this thing has like miles of alpine. Like you oh, have wow. miles of open scrambling on this trail. Um, I did. If you're going to go up there from a trail that's not like the Appalachia Trailhead, Osgood, awesome. As you go down, there's like all these little rocky knobs you go over. There's huge like overhanging rock and just views for days as you go down. And then, yeah, after I got down, the last, like, couple miles, I just ran it, even though I was really tired. Um, ran all the way back to the car. I got in the car and uh, drove straight home and went to sleep. And it was awesome. It was a really good adventure. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I did get to go back yeah. and do it. Uh, and I then I, I was like, oh, I'm off the next day, too. So I was like, oh, I'm probably going to like chill. I'm going to go back to New Hampshire. <laughs> I woke up the next day, and immediately I drove to Tupper Lake. Instinctively, I drove to Tupper Lake. And I just <laughs> Went to the I needed a palate cleanser after so much New Hampshire. I bushwhacked Coney Mountain. <laughs> no one asked me to. And I did it. Um, when you look at Coney, it's very dramatic on the front, but the trail yeah. actually goes around the back. Mm-hmm. I went straight up the front with my climbing shoes on, and that was dirty <laughs> and spicy and honestly not a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but I did it. I'm not a, not 100%, 100% proud of that, but I did do it. Um, Beans and I also went to Vermont for a Modest Mouse concert. Ooh, how Which was, was that? P- probably one of the best moments of my entire life. They Damn played it. Doing the Cockroach, and I don't know if you know oh, that song. Oh, I love that song. But I'm telling you right now, I did the fucking cockroach. Uh, honestly, that's about the extent of my outdoor adventure. The, uh, the only other part that I wanted to talk about was I finished Dune. <laughs> oh, <I> yeah. finished <laughs> it. Um, and I feel enlightened now. And then I read the second Dune book because I didn't really like Dune that much. Like, it's the best book I've ever read, but it's not very good. So I read (laughs) Dune Messiah only because it's shorter. And it's not as good, but it's got a really good ending. So I bought (laughs) Dune 3, but I haven't started it yet. Instead, I read... I've I've had this anthology book in my house for a really long time by an author that I love, and I finally started reading it. I'm almost done with it right now. It's called Dark Water. It's by Koji Suzuki. It's the person who originally wrote the book Ring that the movies were then based on. Uh. Dark Water is also a movie. Um, two of the short stories in the anthology were turned into movies. One's called Adrift, and the other one's called Dark Water. But the thing that's really crazy about it, there's a documentary on Netflix right now about this person named Elisa Lam, who was in the hotel. It's got a famous name. But they found... She went missing, and then they found her floating in the water tower. Oh, yeah. On the roof. Yeah, you remember yeah, hearing I remember, that? Yeah. So, like, many years before that happened, Koji Suzuki wrote a short story where almost that exact same thing happens, and then years later it happened in real life. So, I've had this book for a long time. I've been reading it. And it, if you like Japanese horror, it's very weird and very good. Highly recommend and then the other thing I wanted to talk about just very quickly was um, we had a gear episode. Well, not really a gear episode, but we talked about gear a long yeah. time ago. And Matt Bear said something about a catadine water filter. What's mm, that thing called? Yeah, the Be Free. I didn't believe him. The so Be Free. I went to the Mountaineer and talked to Hannah, who I do believe, and she said it was <laughs> nice. So I bought it. Dude, I've been using this thing like crazy. So the day I did Saddleback, I know that valley because I worked there. Um, 
And I wouldn't recommend doing this if you don't know where you're, like if it's not a place you're familiar with. But I started with no water. I ran all the way to JBL with no water. I have a collapsible one liter Nalgene. Mm-hmm. I have the B-Free. And then I have two 500 milliliter like collapsible flasks, Solomon yeah. ones. So all those things are like just in the bag rattling around. And then I filled up all my, you know, I filled up water and drank, and then I filled up water in streams as I, but the whole day I never had to actually carry water. It's amazing. That bee free thing has changed my life. Now, maybe I do, maybe I'm forgetting here. What is the beef product that you're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) It's a collapsible water bottle that has the water filter built into the lid. Oh, okay. The thing that I like about it over like my, Sawyer Mini was my Sawyer Mini always lost the O-ring which pissed me off yeah. and the water dripped out of that versus this I can fill up a one liter Nalgene bottle in like several seconds like yeah. it's it comes out in what I would describe as a torrent okay. <laughs> and then when, yeah when you're not using it it's very collapsible and I keep it in the vest of the two running well the two vest bags that I bought I bought a Solomon Advanced Skin 12 which is very complicated and amazing. I, I based it off of uh, a YouTube video, a YouTube channel I watch called Mediocre Amateurs, and they do crazy shit, and all they ever wear is running vests. But anyways, um, that thing is awesome, really awesome. You can carry up to like four liters of water in this running vest somehow with it uh, if you just kind of have to like be smart. Uh, Matt, I think you actually have the same vest. Which one? Do you have a Solomon running No, vest? I have an Ultimate Direction one. Oh, I thought you had a Solomon one. No, I want a Solomon one. I have the Advanced <laughs> 12. That's just the one that I got. Um, it's not cheap. I will say that. It's not cheap. Mm-hmm. But I have been using it instead of using a, like a day hiking bag. Yeah. And man, vest over day bag, any fucking day. Interesting. I like it so much that I also bought the Black Diamond Cirque 22 Ski Vest, which is a combination between the Black Diamond Running Vest and the Black Diamond Cirque Ski Bag. Yeah. That's what I did. That's what I used for my um, Saddleback Adventure. Mm-hmm. So the front of it is like a running vest. You have all these pockets. It can carry all of this bullshit soft flask. It's like... Um, like avi lung compatible but then the bag part of it is like a ski bag it has like a separate pocket for your skins it's got drain holes in the bottom where you could like if you have stuff that's wet it's got a separate compartment you put it in the water drains out all that bullshit it carries skis and split boards and ice tools and all of that stuff i actually got that mad cheap for like 140 bucks they have a single one left at the mountaineer but it wasn't my size and it's still there i was just there the other day it's still <laughs> fucking there for 150 dollars. it's a steal i plan on using that cirque ski vest a lot this winter um it's it's built a little bit differently than like the solomon one so you can kind of handle some more weight in it and it's still not be super uncomfortable but huh. yeah the vests are really great. Way better than any of my day packs. Best Way life. more comfortable. That Solomon one literally fucking feels like skin. And it's got <laughs> pockets everywhere. Like you can I had a towel, I had a raincoat, I have I mean I had my ten essentials. Like you can still fit everything in that and like three, four liters of fucking water. Wow. And I can sprint full speed. I can chase people. I could chase <laughs> someone down while being properly hydrated. <laughs> Not that anyone cares about a gear review, but man, they are 
they're nice. They are very nice. It's very complicated. It's very complicated. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Footstuff Podcast is going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you how you can go from being broken to betrothed. A boy's tale. And some plugs from Footstuff Nation. I would like to see a family circus style cartoon of Wade Bastion at the Racket Falls outpost where it's just him going back and forth <laughs> to privies, dropping an axe and finding sheet metal. <laughs> just loading up a manky old motorboat with like scrap metal. Just a bunch of back and forths. <laughs> well, hey gang, welcome back to Foot Stuff. I uh, want you all to look at your hands wherever you are. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, look at the road. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Put the map away. Stop punching the dashboard. That, <laughs> that, sec- that segment of the podcast is over. So, I feel like I have taken for granted my whole life how intricate how hands are. many hands you have. Yeah. <laughs> two. <laughs> two. <Huh. Yeah. laughs> I said the thing you're not supposed to say the day before this happened. I, I had never broken a bone in my body. And until my birthday, when I also, like like Jeremy, turned 35. So I made it 35 years. It's my birthday, and I I go to the greatest place I know in the entire world, John's Brook Lodge in the heart of the (laughs) high peaks wilderness. And I wanted to go on a quick walk up the Orbed Brook, uh, uh, whereupon I immediately fell and smashed my hand in the Orbed Brook. So I I spoke with Kate and said, Kate, I don't know what's broken, but something is broken. And so we marched back to Johnsbrook Lodge, opened the door with my strong hand, <laughs> and our friend Ambi from the Philippines was inside of Johnsbrook Lodge. And I said, I was surprised to see him. And I said, Ambi, I think I broke my hand. And he looked at Kate and I and said, well... At least you don't have a broken heart. <laughs> and, he, and he went right back to wow. work. And I said, okay. Um, he makes a good point. It was yeah, a good point. Yeah. And I was handed ice, which is a nice luxury at Johnsbrook Lodge. When you yeah, can be where the fuck ice. did they get ice? I, don't, I have no idea. Did uh. they take you to the x-ray slash push-up shack out back? <laughs> <laughs> That's the, uh, it's a push-up palace, I think is what we referred to it as. I was just doing some push-ups. And the two people that get that joke are going to be laughing real hard. I had other, the fine people at Johnsburg Lodge tied my shoes for me because I lost uh, use of my left hand, which was kind of scary. And I didn't want to show up in any news reports. I was still good to hike out, so I just walked myself back to the trailhead. And uh, do you all know how hard it is to find a hand specialist in rural America? <laughs> there are... Is there not one at AMC? There is a paucity of hand specialists in the Tri-Lakes region. I think what you need is just like a general doctor. Well, like a person that you call them by their first name. Yeah, like like the fir- Steve or Judy. Like I, the doctor from Forrest Gump who's smoking cigarettes. Yeah, they're just like, oh, yeah, I can't move my hand. Like, well, stop moving it, huh? Well, <laughs> I tried to, to call anymore. my 
family practice doctor booked till November. And I said, well, the hand thing is kind of a right in the here and now kind of a situation. And they said, well, you know, it's either ER or nothing. And I thought maybe it's just sprained because I don't, I can't, I don't want to pay for the ER. ER is very expensive. It very is. expensive. Yeah. As a person who spent the night in the ER in the last couple yeah, well, that, that just, night that I was sick, you remember? I spent the night yes. in the ER that night and it cost a crazy amount yeah, of money. It's, it's crazy. Healthcare in this country is not great. It's highway robbery. Uh, yeah. So I I took my broken hand and uh, went to Old Forge. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. And you I go w- to that water park. <laughs> I went to Old Forge. The plan was to go to the water park, but it was uh, monsoon season this summer in the Adirondacks uh, and everywhere. I think east yeah. of Denver was just really wet all the time. Throughout my family vacation, which I had been waiting all year for, uh, my hand is just throbbing. But I had a plan. I was going to ask Kate to marry me. And Ooh. yes, <laughs> do that one-handed. I yeah, I found that true. the greatest way to set up your your secret engagement is to fake an injury, because then <laughs> your brother Trey, your brother Eric, your friend Jesse, your dad, everyone's gonna show up and just start doing the decorations for you, and it was fantastic. <laughs> I got to kick back with a Bud Light and just kind of point people in in the right place. To we we had. Um, I say we. Um, <laughs> they set they, they set up uh, all these orb lights and torches and Edison bulbs and 400 candles. And that's when Hurricane Fred came <laughs> and um, nearly wiped out all of the orbs, nearly put out every single candle. Uh, but I still was cautious enough in my approach to encourage and entice Kate to come outside and say, why don't we just go and see what's even going on back here? What is this, a backyard? <laughs> and why do they call it that? <laughs> <laughs> and she figured it out pretty quickly that we were stumbling into uh, memory. a land of enchantment. A land of enchantment. <laughs> yes, our own enchanted forest, mayhaps. Your own New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, you know, in that moment, I got down on one knee, and you forget what you're going to say. Any and the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. And I, I remember I asked Kate, "Will you marry me?" She just stood there, and so I said, "Would you marry me?" I thought maybe it's a different. <laughs> maybe I'm asking it wrong. And she asked me to ask it again. And I said, "Will you marry me?" I mean, it was just like, third time was a charm. She said yes. So we got engaged uh, at my parents' house. It was quite lovely. Both our families were there to celebrate, uh, you know, Broken Hand, Hurricane Fred, global <laughs> pandemic, but you can still find love in the Adirondacks if you're looking for it. Uh, so That's amazing. It that's was, so yeah, nice. it was, that's all I've been up to. What a whirlwind. It's hard growing up. If anyone has tips on being an adult, what's that email, Delicious Matt Bear? Uh, Footstuffpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> good job Wade oh yeah yeah <laughs> what a summer uh, I was thinking of tips for growing up I would li- yeah, listen to Blink 182 you're eating too much dairy stop it yeah. <laughs> stop with the dairy uh, Matt Bear we have a few plugs we do yes I've got several um, let's see here I got some good ones uh, shout out to Kevin, who sent us an email recently. Um, you may remember him. He's our listener from the South. He sent us some 
um, crazy fuck off bug photos that we oh, we passed around and, and mm-hmm. looked at. He uh, sent more, bugs. and they were all terrifying. Bugs. <laughs> um, so terrifying that I don't want to bring them up on my phone and show you, but just trust me, <laughs> uh, they were scary. Um, shout out to Brightside, who Whoa. emailed the show. What is and, that lawyer up to? <laughs> and she uh, was hiking or running a crazy trail run recently i forget exactly oh, is it like how five thousand miles yeah, is that what she like, up to exactly now? it was like Jeez. approximately five thousand miles <laughs> and she said land. she listened to foot stuff for the last half of it and oh, it helped so her nice. through listening to us laugh and hello bright side crazy stuff hi chris does that technically mean that we ran half of the race? Yeah, <laughs> we I, I think it. we did. Yeah, we're like the the like pit crew. You know the no, the people it, who take the wheels off super quick. That's us. No, it's like it's like. Did you ever see that movie Ghost? Oh, where Demi Moore? Yeah, has the yeah. helping hands of we're, Patrick Swayze. We're Patrick Swayze <laughs> in that moment. Oh no, are we the clay? <laughs> no, we're are the we hands. Whoopsie? No, the clay is the race, and we're the Patrick Swayze. Can we be whoopsie? <laughs> didn't she, didn't Whoopi Goldberg win an Oscar? Yes, no, she that is died. part of her ego. <laughs> she died. Dead? She was assassinated. No, she is alive and well. <laughs> Man, that, that was that, all the not, Alex Jones. That is not what my research she shows. Is one of the few EGOT winners of any lifetime. What's an EGOT? Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Whoa. Yeah, the EGOT. That's, that's what Tracy. My kids. That's what Tracy Jordan <laughs> buys the necklace for the EGOT, and he tries to get it. <laughs> yeah, in uh, Thirty Rock. Great show. You're sure that she's not dead? I'm <laughs> pretty sure she is on a talk show every day. Someone's dead. It's someone else dead. It's someone else. <laughs> you heard it here first, with Sub Nation. Someone is dead. <laughs> and on that note. Happy 12th birthday to Sam. <laughs> oh. he's, a, he's a fan of the show. So happy, happy birthday. birthday. And, uh, and how old is Rory these days? I don't know, but he posted a photo Rory's recently. I think too. <laughs> he posted a photo today of him wearing a Foot Stuff podcast shirt, pointing at some shit in the St. Regis canoe area. So, hell yes, Rory. Hell, hell yes, yeah, Rory. Rory. Yep. All right. That's all, that's all I got. Well, Wade, um, what do you have? Uh, I'm looking at my phone, but I don't have any notes up. I'm just looking at a picture of my cat. <laughs> Shout out to my cat. Uh, let's see. Um, Racket River Outfitters, you're the best. Sam and Ian, you're great. If you need paddles, you need boats, you need maps, you need, you know, whatever, uh, go to Racket River Outfitters. Do they have great. bone broth there? Uh, they do, but... Chocolate flavored? No, they just have vanilla. Ah. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, shout out to the Binder Clan. The Binder family, Celia from work, Matt, the mayor, the whole gang over there. Hello. Uh, hope you're all well. Um, what else? Who else do I want to shout out? What else is going on? Check out Celia's website. It's Check up out and Celia's running. website. Yeah, Celia from work.com. Yeah, Celia from work.com. Let's see. Other cool things. St. Regis Canoe Outfitters is cool. Their maps are great. Shout out to Dave Silly. He makes great maps. Um, and Nori's. Why not? Nori's is great. I oh, love all the food at Nori's. One thing I forgot, shout out to Scott Van Leer. Um, I got to take an awesome land navigation class with him. Oh, yeah. The Paul Smith Vic. Yeah, I saw that he was doing that. Yeah, That's it was really, really cool. fun. I hadn't taken a map and compass course in a very long time, so got to brush up on some skills, spend a great day out, out in the woods at the Vic, and it was Scott great to Van see Leer. Scott. Yeah, yeah. Was, was he awesome. wearing that hat? 
No, he didn't wear uh, a hat. No. Well. No. Uh, shout out to his hat. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy. Um, uh, I want to shout out um, the Johnsbrook Lodge and uh, the Known Liar and uh, Caro and everybody else who works there. Um, the Wilderness Trip Leader, Jeremy. Yeah. And uh, Keenan Brennan, who I got to meet. I don't know if you no, guys right on, uh, yeah. know who that is, but... Yeah, he bought some boots off me, so he came over, and it's cool to meet him. Um, that's cool. I think that's about it. Uh, the bike shop in uh, Lake Placid, um, Placid Planet. Wait, Planet Placid? Placid Planet. Placid Planet. Placid Planet. I, I can never remember <laughs> which order the words Pizza Planet. Uh, they fixed my bike, and they did a very good job. I'd say, yeah, 10 out of 10. It only cost like 30 bucks, too, which I thought was Hell really yes. amazing. Cool. They had it fixed in like a day. Wow. Great. I didn't. I, I had no idea what the problem was, and the like the lever for the dropper was in several pieces in a bag that I handed to a kid who was probably twelve. <laughs> I said, "I have. I can't figure out how it goes back together." And he said, "I know how to do it." <laughs> and he did. And he did. And he did. And he fixed it. I I wrote it today, and the seat goes up. The seat goes down. That's good. I would like to quickly shout out the Rusty Nail in Saranac Lake. <laughs> uh, I, I believe on Fridays they do have free hot dogs. I'm not exactly oh, sure the time frame of the hot dogs. They have eggs in jars. Yeah, you got to get there early. Don't, don't get the black eggs egg, in jars. Eggs in jars. They do Come have on, eggs guys. in jars. Can't. I've witnessed Wade consume one whole at the Rusty Nail. <laughs> yep. There is a... Yeah, but that's why matter. he's like this now. <laughs> I, think, I think Justin ate the black one. The black <laughs> egg. We told him not to, but he did. And Hi, that's Justin. why he lives in Virginia. <laughs> There's a patio in the back. It has phenomenal ambiance. If you ever are in Cernic it's right, Lake. Yeah, it's right next to that uh, state inspection garage. <laughs> the yes. patio sort of abuts that. It does. I also just want to thank all of you when you recreate, when you selflessly pack out trash. So cool. Thank I've you so I've seen some so brave much. trash recently, too. Oh, yeah. Bobby. Young Robert had some brave trash the other day. Oh, yeah, a lot. Thank you. Uh, so I'll just end with thank you for listening to this week's episode of Footstuff Podcast. You can subscribe to this high-quality outdoor recreation comedy on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. If you like what you hear and you're thirsty for more, you can leave us a review on iTunes. And we, we did get a few, but we'll read them later. Because yeah. it's late now. But I, <laughs> I will say that if you're up tonight and you're checking on your salmon stocking on the mantle... <laughs> to see if you've been a good boy this year. If it's empty, you've been medium. If it's full, signs point to brave. Keep it wild. <laughs> <laughs>